Hello and welcome back to the Observation Deck. It's, uh, it's been a while. It has been a while, and uh, we are sorry for that. We ran into some issues with our uh, method of uploading, but those issues are resolved now, so hopefully, schedules permitting, we can return to more regular uploads. Uh, this week, again, uh, we're probably going to have a double header, because we've already recorded a second episode, this is the third. Yes. But, uh, so... We'll just get right into it, I guess. Okay. All right, so Thomas, what 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 is your topic for this week? Well, uh, I, as some of you may have known, uh, the Canadian government recently had a vote about uh, the Uyghur genocide. Yes, they did. And I think it was something you brought up. The Star, yes. the Star did something quite hilarious. Yes, the article. I'm paraphrasing right now, and I don't want to bring it up because I don't really like the Star too much. I don't want to give them too much credit. But the 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 headline read. The the motion condemning the we the treatment of the Uyghurs in China as a genocide passes unanimously in Parliament, but what they didn't what they buried in the in the, the body of the work was that the Liberals abstained from the vote, and every single opposition party voted yes. So I believe the vote was I think two hundred sixteen to zero, and I believe there are about three hundred thirty nine seats in Canadian Parliament. Uh, that number sounds right. Right, Thomas? Oh. Yeah. There are, there's 300 and something in the parliament. So none of the liberals that are currently at the Uyghurs are being genocided by the Chinese Communist Party in China. And we want to bring this up because I think both Thomas and I are in agreement that China is Canada's number one... Political adversary, or at least adversary of the West. Yes. Especially given their treatment of us... With the va- with vaccine distribution, as well as, for lack of better term, kidnapping two of our citizens and holding them in in China in prison. Never mind the fact that if I say screw China, like in this podcast currently, if I banned. no no not that well, if will. I ever step on chi- on chi- on Chinese soil, I will be arrested like that. Yep. But then oh God forbid Canada does something much more understandable by arresting someone who has an arrest warrant out for her in the United States. For violating trade sanctions. Yes. <sighs> yeah, I think this... Do, do you remember in 2015, 2016 when I said, you know, I'm pretty sure China's gonna be the new USSR and everyone laughed, I, mean, I laughed, and... <laughs> I, I, I laughed, but I knew you probably had a point. Because... Sorry, because at the time, China wasn't really flexing its industrial muscles to p- promote its own agenda abroad. It really took, an th- I think the first time people in the West noticed and took action against it was, A, with the Hong Kong protests. And even then. Because, well, almost everyone that I know is, a full, was, is and was fully in support of the Hong Kong protests. Yes, and yet nothing happened. Well, yes. But that's, that's corporate there's America. Only, that's because there's only so much a citizen from a country tens of thousands of kilometers away can do. True, but we, you but know. That leads me to my next point. You brought up corporate America was the um, Activision Blizzard banning um, a pro The player. NBA yeah. as well. Sorry? The NBA. Right, the NBA took, a, oh yeah, the, the coach or whatever said something about how China is not good. And, and free Hong Kong and whatnot else. Yeah. And the, the one that I remember most is the Blizzard Activision one where someone said yes. on a stream... Free Hong Kong, and they Blizzard banned them from competing in any future tournament, stripped them of all their salary, and banned them from being able to even play the games. 
Yep. Which is, if that's not a, the hand, the puppeteering hand of China dangling the marionette that is Activision Blizzard to get people to do what they want, I don't know what is. Well, I think there it's actually, you are correct, because Tencent, the... Investor? I was going to say monarchal, monarchal. Oh, uh, yes, it's a monarchy. No, it's Mon- uh, <laughs> the monopoly is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese monopoly. Uh, mono- Apparently, I can't Thomas, speak today. Stroke? Can you ra- raise both hands? I smell burnt toast, but that's because I, I, okay. I, I burnt my toast. Just so you guys know, Thomas was, in fact, able to raise both hands. He is not having a stroke. All right, Thomas, go ahead. You were saying? Well, Tencent is a monopoly. Obviously, obviously, yeah. That uh, holds a lot of sway in the video game industry. Well, not, even, not only, not even just a monopoly, but a government enforced monopoly. That's sort of what I was getting to, mm-hmm. which was created by the Chinese government, or not created, but taken over by the Sanctioned Chinese government. And, yeah. Uh, specifically, uh, in their social credits program, which actually is now mandatory, if I'm not mistaken. I, I believe you're right. Although, I, that thought, I thought there was another developer in China, aside from Tencent. Because there was not one that, that was aware Activision of. Blizzard, and there was one that directly invested in Bungie. But Bungie's actually been pretty good about not, you know... I believe the... you're thinking of the same people, because oh, Tencent... Oh, no, I'm thinking of, I think, NetEase. Oh, possibly. That might be... I'm I'm either getting an American company's name mixed up in China, and I'm very sorry, or that's actually the name of the company that gave money to Bungie. And, uh... Although, I have not heard much about them, so... Anyway, back, back to, to it. Well, well, I was gonna oh. say... Let's rubber band us all the way back to our actual yes. discussion topic. Also, as Noah and I move around, I'm hearing the clicks and I'm seeing their show up in our record. Again, I've, I said it in the last one as a uh, editor's note, but I'm going say it here again. It's currently at the tail end of winter and we're sitting on wooden chairs. Yeah. So as Noah and I, as we are both very poor. movable talkers and poor. Yes. Um, when we move about in and on these chairs, they tend to squeak about because they're oh. sands water. Yes. Well, well primarily because it's that too, yeah, the lack of The lack of water content in the air. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so to bring it back to Canada and Ch- China and Canada. I, I don't know how the party that is so anti-racism, so anti-this, so anti-that, can stand and seriously say with a straight face that they are going to abstain from a vote... About genocide. Yeah, and not even just genocide, religious genocide, or gen- genocide on the con- in, in the context of religion. Yeah. Especially, I mean... It is not only a literal you, genocide, it is a cultural genocide as well. Yes, but it's funny because... Um, the state... You will be called a racist by the capital L Liberal Party. Like, the Liberal Party's position is you will be called a racist if you say something that they deem Islamophobic. Which... Personally, I think you should be able to criticize any religion to its fullest extent because I think every single set of ideals deserves equal scrutiny. Yes. So I don't see why it's okay to criticize Christianity extremely harshly but not to criticize Islam extremely harshly because I think there are definitely aspects in both that deserve criticism. Well, and the other thing is is that, uh, especially with today's landscaping the way it is, after Sykes-Pico completely tore apart, uh, I forget what it was, but... The initial idea for the Arabs uh, was to create one giant Arab state, but that ended up getting shafted by the British and the French. Mm-hmm. And that gave rise to the Kingdom of the Saud, the, what is now Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia and yeah. the kings, to prop up their very, instead of moderate, 
a very more traditional, mm-hmm. according to their uh, Quran, I yeah. believe the Quran. Yes. Well, it seems almost like when you describe the concept, the concept of a single Arab Arab state, sort of like um, they took a similar idea when the formation of Israel happened with the with the concept of a Jewish state, because Israel is still the only Jewish state in the entire world. Yeah, but that's. Mm, yeah, that's a topic for another day. That probably that's a con- that's a controversial topic. I mean, we talk about all kinds of topics here, but that's a controversial topic right there. But anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how a party that can call you racist for criticizing an idea, yes, then does not say that when people are literally committing genocide, systematically taking women, mutilating them. And then sterilizing the men. And then sterilizing the men. Forcing them into re-education camps mm-hmm. and forced labor institutions. Yeah. How they can stand by and not not call that out for being blatant genocide of both a people and a culture. Yes. And, you know, I will be the first to say, I personally believe that our culture is superior in the West to the majority of other cultures in the world. That doesn't mean that every culture is bad in every single way. There are definitely parts of other cultures that are better than what we have here. Right? So, getting rid of an entire culture of people simply because they're a culture of people that disagrees with China? That's a terrible precedent for the liberals to set being okay with. Uh, Yes, especially with the shifting of the Overton window, because that allows tyrants to enter our political establishment and use the current unrest as a key to oppress and kill... if not start a civil war mm-hmm. in the Western, uh, not even in Canada, across the Western world. Yep. Because, as I'm sure we all know, the as time has marched on, the Overton window, as it's referred to. Things have moved left. Yes. Like, if and... you look at a moderate in the 60s, they were very much so anti-abortion, very much so anti-gay rights. They didn't believe transgender people existed. existed. They were very much... In fact, the concept didn't even yeah, there, occur. Yeah, there was literally no no thought that it was even a possibility and it seemed like the majority of people were pro pro military whereas i feel like now the majority of people are either well in the 60s in, in the in the 60s you begin well, to that's true. The get 60s more is hippies, where it sort of started but the point is you really you have essentially a bunch of people in a balloon throwing off their ballasts and then screaming at the rest of us on the ground because they've gotten further, because uh, we've gotten further away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that given lots of the issues that the liberals have had recently, I, there have been lots of talks from like last year and from this year about well, last year it was oh there could be a snap fall election, and then it was earlier this year it was like oh there could be a spring election, but now they're expecting a fall election. Which I'd be very surprised if the liberals call another election, given the terrible state of things that are that they're in. Because all that the conservatives need to do is point at Justin Trudeau and his liberals and say, "Do you really want these guys in charge?" Especially concerning the fact that we are everyone currently because of coronavirus. Yep. Is uh... well, the, the election couldn't have come at a better time for Trudeau, right? Well. 2019, like, mm-hmm. he's pretty much safe because by the time the next mandatory election is in 2023, if you wanted to wait it out that long, coronavirus is going to be done. People are mm-hmm. going to forget about it and they're going to move on. But I would argue that the reason that... My Trump, issue with would, that ahead, isn't sorry. actually anything to do with that. It actually has more to do with the debt we're being saddled with. That's true. I mean, the liberals were always bad at spending before. 
But oh lord, do they know how to spend and spend and spend. And I think that comes down to a very large cultural thing. Is a, Debt has become, has gone from this boogeyman... Debt is, yeah, debt has gone to, from something nobody wants to something everyone has. And is okay with at times. Mm-hmm. Which, not to say isn't bad. I mean, debt is what makes the world go round at this point. Yeah, and it depends on the context. Like, for mm-hmm. example, me. I'm in debt. I, I have a car that I'm making payments on, right? Yep. I, granted, I could pay it off if I wanted to. It's just that it's... A lot easy, a lot better for me to have that extra money yep. lying around in case something, in case I need it, yep. and so, and being able to make monthly payments. At worst, I just take the money that I have and, and use it to to pay off the payments. Exactly. But, so it's like yes, debt can be useful in times when, especially with a car, for example, where you know, who knows, my brakes could go next week if I like my parking brake line could get severed by a piece of ice that shoots up or something, you know. Well, it could. Is it even possible to happen? On older cars, I think it is, because I think the linkage is exposed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's not a particularly old car. It's only about five years old, so probably not. <laughs> I was about but to say. you know what I mean. Like, who knows? Something yeah. could happen in my engine, right? Yeah, I yeah. go over a bump and break something in my engine. A young child could randomly meander into the street. Well, that's happened. I've had the emergency stop multiple times because children are idiots. Yes, I'm well aware. Yes. <laughs> I remember the one. But in this, case, in this particular instance, it's good because mm. now I have that money that if something comes up, I have it, and I'm not out of money. Yes. And with a car, you know? But you're right about when it comes to the liberal spending, is that their spending, which is understandable in a time of economic crisis, such as last March. Yep. But seeing as now we're starting to come out of this thing... Relatively. You know what I mean. I mean, Trudeau's terrible vaccine distribution notwithstanding. Oh, actually, something that really pissed me off yes. was I... You know, withstanding the whole vaccine rollout stuff, I saw something that was uh, people in Ontario were ringing the alarm bells because, like, other provinces were getting ahead of us. But when you look into it, mm-hmm. like, Alberta and whatnot else, their system, yeah, they have fewer people, and they were getting equal proportions to their vaccine. Our vaccine strategy is different than theirs. Yeah. And as a result, we have vaccinated more people, and I believe we've... Uh, uh, at the time, at least, had vaccinated uh, per person. You uh, per, per, per percentage of the population. Yeah, yeah, right? sorry. In the percentage of the population, more people. And I found that so laughable that yeah. they were criticizing. Well, I think what it is is that... I'm. It's got to be very difficult to distribute vaccine doses in Ontario. Obviously. Because it's so differently shaped in terms of population density than other provinces, except maybe British Columbia. Because British Columbia has basically nobody except for Vancouver, Victoria, where it's everybody, the same way that southwestern Ontario has everybody in Ontario, and then there's just this giant, massive part of the Canadian shield that is the north. But that's how it is. people living there. Well, that's how it is with the rest of the country. I mean, when you have, again, comparing comparing to uh, um, Alberta... You have Edmonton, and you have... Calgary. You have Edmonton and Calgary in Alberta. I thought it was Regina. Regina is in Saskatchewan. I am losing my mind. You are losing your mind. But, but yeah. Edmonton and, Edmonton and Calgary, Calgary are the two biggest cities. And then from there, you might as well... Well, the oil sands. But even then, they're pretty sparsely... That's true, yeah. So, yeah, I get your point. Although I think that... Um, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't help that we have, like... 60% of the population in the whale tail. Yeah, exactly. Like, I do feel like... I mean, I'm not sure. I haven't read up on the numbers of doses allocated per province. I've mainly been keeping up with the 
total with the total number of people who are vaccinated, which I, That's last fair. I checked was about 1.5 million vaccinations given, with about 1 million people fully vaccinated. That hurts my soul. That's tremendously low. The U.S. and the United States is doing more people per day than we have done total, which is Ugh. astonishingly terrible for the Trudeau government. I really hope that they call an election in the fall because I cannot wait for Trudeau to get out of office. Honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat. But well, bah. well, the problem is, is that what happened was Trudeau very early on, as we were this, and this actually links back to China. Mm-hmm. Made a deal with a Chinese vaccine distribution company. Yep. But you know what? If China was just another country, would be totally enough, fine. If it wasn't a, con- a complete antagonist against Canada in every sense of the word. But if, but. Uh, sorry, let me let me let me start over. I start <laughs> organize your thoughts. Let me organize my thoughts. Yes. So Trudeau ordered a bunch of vaccine doses, majority from this particular company. Mm-hmm. And then they got froze by the Chinese and Communist Party. They got froze by the Chinese government. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you saw Aaron O'Toole back in the, in the summer say that Trudeau put all his eggs in one basket, and then the media rushed to defend him and said, "Look, no, actually, Canada has bought more vaccines per person than any other any other country." Which I gave the media. This is the lesson I learned: is never give the media the benefit of the doubt. Because I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, you know what? You've got the vaccines. You can see. Mm-hmm. What I neglected to take into account at the time was the priority level mm-hmm. of having bought the vaccines after everyone else. Is that when vaccine shipments are delayed? Guess who they're delayed to more than others? As they Us. say, last hired, first fired. Exactly. The, honestly, our saving grace is going to be when the United States has enough vaccinations that they can start distributing some to us. Yep. Because literally, if at the rate America's going, we could be have everyone vaccinated in 30 days. Mm-hmm. In a month. Which is less than a month, actually, because they're doing about one and a half to two million doses a day now. So, yeah. I mean, I would help. Most Especially assuredly. in Toronto, where things have been constantly bad because of high population density my aunt and uh, cousins and uncle all live there and it's quite interesting to hear them talk about it because it's like uh, they you know go on about how their lives have all changed and whatnot else and how yeah well everyone's life has changed right? obviously but yeah. like about how you know here when you go into a big street you can see the cars going by and it's like a normal day but in toronto it's like i am legend yeah <laughs> with the amount of traffic fact, i went to uh I was looking at buying and at trading in. Not, well, I was going to look at buying another car and selling the car I have. Yes. And yes. I went to, went up to North York, and you could actually see pavement on Young Street. Sorry, uh, customers, uh, customers, uh, listeners, you you don't know this, but Young I used to live in uh, the upper portions, just above Toronto in, uh, in Aurora, Scarborough, all those areas. Yeah. And I am very well aware. Of how busy Young Street can get, and the yeah. fact that he saw pavement yeah, just Young, made my Young, eyes will get wide as dinner plates. Young and Shepherd, you could actually there was actually like breaks in traffic. That which, is unbelievable. Which astonished me because, like, I mean, I didn't grow up in Toronto, but my my dad did, and mm-hmm. I, my grandparents lived in Scarborough, so I went up there relatively regularly as a kid, right? Yes. But like every time I went there, it was just nonstop busy. But jeez. At least, at least I will say they're ta- they seem to be taking the lockdown seriously. Yes, that's very good, unlike here. Well, there are quite a few examples of lockdown being not not ineffective, but not... As effective as... Well, not, not, not as effective, but also, like, 
kind of pointless. Like, um, look at Florida, for example. Do you think, you've probably heard all the media say that Florida is like, oh, it's being run terribly, oh, there's no lockdowns, everyone's able to go out and do this, and it's all terrible. Right? At least that's what the American media says. Canadian media doesn't really cover the United States that much. I mean, we do, but well, it's more so a footnote. It's more so a footnote unless it's something at the federal level. Yeah. But what we don't, what you don't know is that if you look at deaths per million, so Florida has by far the oldest pop state population of any state, except, I remember, if I remember correctly, Maine, but like, there's a lot more people living in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. And the, like, the average age of a person in Florida, I think, is like 60, because there are that many old people, right? And as we're well aware, coronavirus uniquely targets older people. Well, it's not unique. Well, it's the majority, just... the overwhelming majority of deaths are in older people. Well, I mean, that's what you would kind of would expect with any virus. Well, yes, or but this one especially bacteria. because it's respiratory. Not even. I mean, well, if you look, if at... you had a population of 60, 70, 80, 90 year olds back with smallpox, well, if they could even live that long, which is kind of the point. Uh, they would well, be I don't know. If you more... Look the, if you look at the flu, the distribution between ages of deadliness is much less... Like, coronavirus' deaths by age is a lot higher in the old in the olds than the flu's deaths by age. True, but also the flu doesn't cause young people to lose lung capacity and uh, parts of their lungs. Yes. Due well, to cytokine storms. Let me get back to my point. Yes. So Florida, I'll be... Well, if you okay, if you have a population of a state being so much older than the rest the of rest. the states, you would expect their deaths per million to be a lot higher, mm -hmm. right? Because more old people are likely to die from coronavirus. Florida, like I said, the oldest state in the United States, basically speaking, ranks twenty sixth out of fifty, right in the middle of states for deaths per million. Hmm. And you know how many, how much restrictions they have? How many? Almost none. Hmm. So the question is, if they can do that and have such few, well, not, not such few deaths per million, but relatively few, given the fact that there's no, basically no restrictions and they're middle of the pack with the oldest population in, in the entire United States, why can't we? That is a good point, but also I am always vigilant to the fact that, uh, especially with a virus, mm -hmm. you can mutate and... Luckily. To the majority of the sense, most of what the mutations we've had haven't changed much about the well, virus. Yeah, all they've changed is it's transmit. It's just easier to transmit. Not Which so. is mostly because of spine counts going up. Yeah. But if something big does mutate out of it, there is the chance that we are back at square zero with a brand new patient zero. Or, sorry, square one with a brand new patient zero. I was going to say, good thing you didn't say that. We were on square zero with patient one. That'd be funny. Um... Yes, but at the same time, I'm questioning how long people are going to... I mean, because the American media basically pretends Florida doesn't exist, and other states that have had very little restrictions and very little transmissibility and death count, they pretend those don't exist. I think that most people don't realize that, you know, lower restrictions... True, but like, I mean, Col Colorado and Idaho don't need the same restrictions that... Yes, but you would... You would you would think that places like New York and Florida would require the same restrictions because relatively similar population sizes, and actually you would if restrictions help the way that most people think they do, you would assume Florida having more restrictions would be better than New York with with with, with fewer, right? 
But in fact, Florida with fewer restrictions is better than New York, and New York has a crap load of restrictions. Hmm. So it's it's just. But that course, also comes also, down to population density. I mean, Florida's. I mean, outside of New York City, New York's not that much that densely populated. I think. I don't know. I'm yes, not but gonna, New York is also much smaller about... than Florida, and most of everything in Florida is uh, centered around Kissimmee well, and Orlando. I was gonna say it's like Kissimmee, and... Miami, and Orlando. Yeah, basically. Well, Tampa. Well, no, Tampa's near. Whatever. They're Although all kind I'm of. Gonna, I'm not gonna pretend to know lots about American population density by state because. I don't know much about American population density by state. I mean, they're all relatively close to each other towards the tip of the... Mm -hmm. What what do you mean, the tip of the what, Thomas? The tip of Florida. The panhandle? Yeah. Okay. Except it's not a panhandle, because Oklahoma has a panhandle. No, Florida is the... Florida is the panhandle. Alright. Florida's the panhandle. The the area's called the panhandle, but the handle of the pan is Florida. Alright. If that makes sense. Okay. Well, think about it. The same way that we call Italy a boot, because it is. Sure. Florida is the panhandle. All right. Because it makes the shape. You're just going to... Okay, whatever, Thomas. I'm... I... <laughs> really doesn't matter. The point is, we've moved away from genocide, and the much more pressing issue that you actually brought up when I brought up the talk, but topic to top, talk about, topic my to brain about. is... Yes. When, when, I, when I brought frying. up the topic of, of what? Of genocide, you said something about the Canadian government. Oh yeah, that there are a bunch of pansies. Well, the no, liberals no, are. No, 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 no. I'm trying to elude it without saying it outright. Just say it. You said we could also then talk about the role the Canadian government should play on the world stage. Yes, that's true. You're right. I did say that, didn't I? Yes. Well, that's a very interesting question, right? Because Canada is not the United States. Shock of, of shocks. Who would have thought? You know, Canada, the different country. No, but we're not the United States in the sense that we don't have as much control over the over the over global politics the way that America does. Because quite oftentimes what you see is America leading the way, especially if you look throughout history. We don't really have that same level of forwardness with other countries. Like we can't just start doing something and expect other countries to follow us. True. The way that America can. That said, I think this not is not until true. the Northwest Passage opens up. Yeah. Well, that said. I do think Canada needs to take a much more adversarial role with the Chinese. Of course. And, by extension, Russia as well. Why Russia? Well, the Chinese and the Russians are very different, but I think they both seek to use their power to under to subtly undermine the rule that is Western dominance. But what's the matter with that, as long as it's good? Well, I'm playing thing. devil's advocate I know you, I know you are hate you for it, but I know you are. Well, the problem is that Russia isn't better. Russia is just china light. I would argue. Because I, I feel like if Russia had the institutional power and control that China does... Well, I mean, Russia has a lot of... Insti- like the Vladimir Putin has a lot of institutional power and control, but nowhere near the level that Xi Jinping does. Um, yes. Especially with being able to strong-arm the world's largest market to do his bidding. True, Russia true. doesn't have that. But I'm pretty sure if Vladimir Putin did, he'd be doing very similar things to what Xi Jinping is. Fair enough. So I think that we should... I, you see, it's difficult because I haven't really studied the foreign policy all too much personally. But I do think we should take a much more adversarial role to, to countries that go contrary to fundamental Western beliefs, such as freedom of expression, 
Freedom of the press. Yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, and as much as it irks me to right, say this... The right to privacy, like... Yeah, but as much as it irks me to say this, our own government doesn't follow well, those laws. Yes, I know. Bill C-16 and the uh, New Zealand, Australian, American, C-6- Canadian... C-16 was the human rights thing with... Uh, yeah, with basically... Pr- pronouns, right? Yes. Gender, tra- transgender pronouns, which... I can understand... Uh, in... I didn't realize pronouns could be transgender. I thought pronouns didn't have a gender. Very clearly, it went the other way around. The pronouns of trans people, you... Yes, I know. I was making a joke, Thomas. Gosh. Obviously, you were making a joke, but it was a shitty attempt at one. Did you forget Nevertheless. to plug in your sense of humor this morning? Uh, no. That module's been on the fritz for about three weeks now. Ah, understandable. Explains yes. why you haven't uploaded. <laughs> I... That one was actually a fucking good joke. <laughs> Nevertheless. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about again? Putin, China, China, Putin, something about C-16, yes, back C-16, to it. C-16, right. Using, which, actually, which would, stops, you know, which means I, I can go to jail if I misgender someone or misuse their pronouns, which well, I think is well, you absolutely... you see, Thomas, all the, the only punishment is a fine. Oh. But even still... You know, you know, that's you, a you, fine on free speech. You know what the question is. You know, you know what your question should have been when I said it's just a fine. What? And it's the question that Jordan Peterson said when he was asked the same question. Well, he said, "What if I don't pay the fine?" Yeah, fair enough. Right? If you don't pay the fine, guess where you're going? To jail. And why? Because you didn't pay a fine because you said that you used an incorrect pronoun and someone decided to be an ass about it. Luckily, mm-hmm. people are civilized enough to know that you Typically. know what. Well, yeah. So far, there has not been a case. That I've seen of someone being legitimately fined for this, the way that there yeah. was in, at least not in the way that there was in the UK when that Scottish YouTuber made a joke. Count Dankula, yes. Made a joke where the punchline was, the Nazis are terrible. My girlfriend, her dog, she's always ranting and raving about how cute her dog is, so I thought I'd turn her into the most disgusting thing I could think of, which is a Nazi. How do you watch that you, video yeah, yeah, and miss the that? fact that Nazis are disgusting? How do you watch that and think, yes... It's like, if Hitler was here, I know we talked about this in, in another episode, but if Hitler was here, what do you think he would be? Happy or mad out of his mind if he saw a pug doing a Nazi salute? What do you think? Because I think he wouldn't be happy. You know what? I'm not sure. Because on the one hand, there's... It's a, a pug. It's, it's a pug, and pugs are absolutely fucking disgusting, but on the other hand, it is doing a Nazi salute. That's true, you know. Maybe the but, pug really is a Nazi. You know. <laughs> but here's my thing. Well, my thing is... I bet you he would be upset, not at the fact that it is saluting, but the fact that he called a Nazi disgusting. Yes, exactly. That is the point like, we're missing. That's it's the context. Of the joke, right? Yes. Oh, but context doesn't matter, Thomas, you see. Of course it doesn't. Not anymore. Yeah. Thanks, postmodernism. I mean, why, why would we care what things meant? Right? I mean, uh, you have the right to freely express yourself under the Canadian Constitution. That doesn't change to, that doesn't uh, equate to freedom of speech. So you're saying I have the freedom to express myself, which means I have the power to write, sing, compose, make a YouTube video, make a podcast. Speak. So therefore, why can't I speak? They often go silent after that and people stop talking to me. Well, I I brought I brought him up, but I, I think one of my personal... You can pass me the water behind you. Yes, I can. Thank you. Uh, 31. I'll cut it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to do some editing. Okay. Or, I mean, we could keep this in. doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't really care. Well, it brings me to... I brought him up, but I would... My favorite modern thinker has to be Jordan Peterson. I quite like a lot of his 
his takes on lots of things, and I think that he offers very insightful opinions. And one of the, one of the good, great debates that I saw him in was he was debating, I don't remember who specifically, but the topic was, can, can the left go too far? Which I think is a very interesting question, because if we think about the, op the opposite kind of question is, obviously, can the right go too far? And, you know, of course, the answer is yes. Yes. Because then when you get you start, fascism. Yeah, when you start talking about racial superiority, when you start talking about... What, what, what's the word I want to use to describe this? Not nationalism, but like... I guess fascistic nationalism. God, I feel like I'm floating my own ego by saying big words. <laughs> well... You know what I mean? Fascism is centered around the idea of nationalism. That being that... Yes, but that being through said... Through the power of, you know... Using the power of nationalism to achieve control via the military. Yes. Yes. Which is... Well, well what fascism, I think, seeks to do is turn that national pride, pride. into a militaristic pride. No. I think that's a fair way of contextualizing it. I... I... But the, the long and the short of it is, there's very clearly, on both economic and social axes, where we know... Yes. That, yes, the right can go too far in certain in once we get to a certain point, right? The interesting part is that we never really, well, actually, Consider. we have, we have, we know when the left goes too far. It's that people don't want to accept that, I think. Because if you look at what happened in Maoist China, what happened in Soviet Russia, what happened in Cambodia, what happened what's in currently Cuba, happening in uh, Venezuela, Venezuela, what's currently happening in Venezuela, we could list many, many more countries. But, but it's a real socialism, yeah, exactly. and they were corrupt. Of course they were corrupt. If the chief complaint about socialism is that it corrupts people, and your only defense is, well, those people were corrupt, you kind of proved your own, my own point. Well, to me, the whole thing of it is, you know, collective ownership sounds good. It sounds like a good idea. I disagree. Well, I can it, see why it's an enticing idea. Sorry, that's what I meant but, to say. Yeah, is once, I can Once you analyze it with any yeah. level of depth, it becomes apparent that it's a bad idea, but, but it sounds like a good idea. Yes, and the thing is about it <clears throat> is corruption isn't some petty crime. That's something people have a hard time wrapping their head around. It is a very useful tool to power, and if you ignore that, you will wind up either in with your neck in the gallows or in a gulag. Yep, exactly. Well, the I, I think you and I are both in agreement that obviously, yes, the left can go too far, and... Then the all next... ideologies yeah, can. Exactly. Look at Bioshock. Well, all, yeah, all ideologies can if you carry them up to their extremes. But I think the question is, well, when it comes to the right, there's a very clear line of, once you start talking about racial superiority yeah. and ethno-nationalism, that is too far. Yes. There's not a very well-defined line like that for the left, though. I think it's because we never really got to see the true horrors of communism. Yeah. Because the that's way... That's Like, everyone knows about the Holocaust. Everyone has seen pictures and lots of people have seen, like, Schindler's yes. List, where it very clearly depicts in, a, in the hell and high accuracy the horrors of the Holocaust. Yes. As it should be, because the Holocaust was a terrible, terrible thing. But no such thing has really been shown of the Soviet, of the Soviet Union or of Mao's China. And Mostly because, of... because they didn't... They weren't overthrown. They weren't broken down by some yeah, foreign power. Exactly. They f we didn't go into Soviet Russia and invade it the way we did Nazi Germany. And as a result, 
they just sort of petered out. And the horrors that we've seen, we will only get grasp at straws at. Well, there's this saying in history that the oh, the victor writes the history books. I disagree with that. I but... disagree with that, but I think it applies in this scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? The Soviets are still in power. The same, especially in China, more or less the same party yes. that carried out those evil acts is still in power. So, of course, yeah. they're not going to own up to them. So, it's not surprising. And when, when faced with the question of your ideology is wrong or the evidence that, that shows your ideology is wrong is wrong, yes. people tend to choose the one that lets them keep their worldview intact. Yeah. And that's what happened with lots of the communists and socialist college, college professors. And I think that... I think we both, I think you and I can both agree as well that the left and the right are adversarial forces that are designed to keep, keep each other in check. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Well, not necessarily designed, but that's their job. The internal sparring match. Exactly. As I've heard it described once. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like when the left makes a mistake, it's the right's duty to sort of call that out and say, yes. look, you've gone, made a problem the same way that when the right makes you've a mistake. Gone a left, lo- you've gone a line too far. Withdraw. Exactly. And I just I think- realized my sound filming over there is slightly trending upwards and it pisses me off huh. anyway anyways so the i think that the right just did not do a good enough job at calling out socialism when the ideology was starting to form in people's heads back like say 30 40 years ago at least i say people's heads as in like west like prominent western figures heads because now if you look at for example the ndp they're all basically socialists i mean even the green party to an extent well yeah well, I figured the Green Party's weird. Yes. Because they're not entirely they're a, they're they're more or less a single issue party. Yes. But of course, because you're a party, you have to have a platform, so mm-hmm. they just sort of fill it out with whatever they think whatever they feel like. And it's like if you look at the liberals, obviously I'm not going to go out and say that Justin Trudeau is a socialist. That's not true. Do I he does he, I do I think he supports a lot of socialist like policies? Sure. Mhm. And I, do I think that there are some liberal cabinet ministers and MPs that are socialists? Absolutely, I do. But I don't think that... Well, it also depends on what you define as socialism, because there are people who will say, well, government programs and social unity, but that's not what socialism is. Socialism, as it stands, is the idea of collective ownership. Yes. And there are many different flavors of socialism and whatnot else. What in your mind... Based on that definition, what is the difference between, between socialism and communism? Well, socialism, or I should say communism, also kind of referred to, also sometimes referred to as Marxism, is a form of socialism. Yes, Meaning I, I can agree with you Meaning it would make yes. a sense, because Marx's original point was Marxist socialism. That was what it was called. It was the Bolsheviks who, I believe, called it communism. And that's sort of where you get the majority of your similarities from. How mm-hmm. they differ? Well, it's how it's used. Is it? Socialism is, as I say, just the broad term of seizing collective ownership, but Marxism is through the power of uh, revolution, seizing control of the upper echelons and the lower class toppling the higher class. Mm. Whereas, say, utopianism, uh, utopian uh, socialism... Or democratic socialism is probably... No, no, utopian... you're talking about a different thing? You go ahead. ...is the idea that eventually factory owners, through their own conscience, will turn over... Their factories to the workers. Again, well, it's utopianism. Well, the yeah, I wouldn't go as far to say that the Liberal Party is a socialist party the way that some do, because I think that yeah. you know what, God forbid, I be I have principles of calling things like I see them. 
like I said, I think Justin Trudeau supports some socialist-type policies, and I think that there are definitely some Liberal Party members that are socialists, but I don't think the Liberal Party is a socialist party the way that I would say the, the NDP ND, is. I would say the NDP is. Yeah. But I do think that it's the right's fault that we're seeing this sudden surge in people who are interested in socialism, because the right didn't do its job. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is whilst we can agree socialism is bad and yes. what else, the other thing to consider is that it isn't the right's job to police the ideals of the other side. It's their uh, goal to point out the flaws and yes. let the people decide. That's true. But the issue is that we have too many people who feel like they're getting cut bricks by because of the way the left has institutionalized itself. They say that the institution is broken, hiding the fact that they're the institution, filling the heads of young people with this idea that the system's rigged against them to yes. riot against the right, when in reality it's the system that, is more left-leaning. Well, it's like you see, in, you see in the United States, and I'm sure Canada too, but Canada doesn't really have the same low-income city, or low-income area in cities having extremely high crime rates the way that like American cities do. For example, Chicago. Right, Chicago's got really bad violent gun violent crime. I mean, like, look, gang, just look, kind of just outside of crime. Toronto. That's true. There, there's a very large rise in that stuff currently. That's, yeah, but like, I'm going to use the example of Chicago because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Yep, they have very high gang violence and very high violent crime rates. What party do you think is in control in Chicago? Let me think. Is your guess going to be the Democrats? I, I was going to go the asses, but yeah. Well. Yeah, get it because they're donkeys. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I think it's uh, quite prescriptive of the Democrat Party as a whole. <laughs> Anyways, but and yet the Democrat Party convinces people the system is rigged against them, so you should vote for them, even though they're in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, once upon a time I considered myself a liberal. I considered myself. You considered yourself a socialist at that. Uh, yeah, but every, every high school kid considers himself a socialist at one point. You're telling me you never went through a grade 9 communism is good in concept phase? I never went through a grade 9. I went through a grade 6 communism is good uh, that's phase. That's true, yes. That's right. I forgot. And then you, age, you age almost at the rate of dogs. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. By the time I'm 30, I'm going to be staring at a blank wall going, mmm, potatoes. Yes, you will eventually. God, I hope soon. Yeah, I mean, come on, if it started now, I wouldn't complain. But, I mean, to bring it back to the other the question that I posed before, is like, first of all, can the left go too far? Yes. Second of all, where does it go too far? Yeah. Like, where's the line? And Peterson suggests, in the debate that I'm talking about, that the left can go goes too far once you start talking about equality of outcome. And I don't exactly disagree. I think there's probably a better line to draw that's a little closer. Forgive me, you've got my brain tickering away. I need to yes, process are. this. Yeah, um... You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because there's equality of opportunity, Which equality of outcome. Which is an equal start, and then you make over yourself what you want yeah. from the same setting. And yep. then there's a quality of outcome, which is guaranteeing that no matter what someone does, everyone mm -hmm. finishes at the same speed, at the same place. See, my issue is with equality of outcome, as opposed to equality of opportunity, is equality of outcome specifically means that there is no freedom. Yeah. 
Because... Oh, uh, sure. But there is freedom, Tommy CZ. You're free to get there however you please. But you're going to ultimately put me there if that's my designated place to put me. Exactly. Or you're going to stop me if you don't want me there. Exactly, but you're free to do this. See, something that often tells me, uh, something I often tell people who want, you know... Uh, something I often tell people who uh, used to come at me with the wage gap myth oh, was... God, what, a, what a time. Well, something I used to counteract them with is, well, do you understand why a miner makes more than a nurse? It's because they have hazard pay, they do a harder mining's, job. Mining's harder and it's more dangerous. Precisely. There is more work to be done. Not saying nurses aren't necessary. By God, no. They are absolutely the cornerstone of modern, of modern society, yeah. Of modern medicine, and uh, let alone society. <laughs> but, a miner makes more. But here's a shocking, uh, shockingly hilarious fact. There are roughly the same amount of miners, or used to be at, the, at that time, as there were nurses in Canada. <laughs> with roughly the same amount of gaps. So, are you okay if we send, you know... A couple thousand, couple t a few ten thousand nurses, and say fuck you, go down to the mines and start mining, and take a bunch of those greasy workers and put them in a nursing home. Well, it's, at the same like, concept, are, are you okay with that? Are you okay with being told fuck off to the mines? Because then you'll reach total gender parity, exactly. provided they put in the same amount of hours of work. Yeah, the same amount of hours of work and the same quality of work, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and then there's the issue to more broadly speak economically of like of the the minimum wage i think in canada i think a minimum wage of 14 dollars is okay at least in a, in a, I, I can't remember is wage wage is controlled by it's by province yes i have no that, i remember because kathleen Wynne was going to raise it to 15 but by the but yep. Ford got in before the 15 the yep, raise from yep, 14 to yep, 15 yep. happened and, then and he canceled like, it. We'll keep it where it is yep and i think 14 dollars an hour 14 dollars canadian an hour which is about i think Eleven dollars American an hour. Something like that now. Well, it's a little closer to half. Well, it's not half. No, it's not. It's close. To still, it's still about three quarters. Okay, we'll go with nine just for. We'll go brevity. with nine, nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's my that I think that level of income is fine, but the the issue that you constantly have people bring up is that flipping burgers, like you know, the constant. Mm -hmm. I should we should have to pay people fifteen dollars an hour to flip burgers, and the often the response to that is well. Flipping workers isn't just an easy job. You have to put up with heat. You have to put up with stress. You have to put up with a massive time crunch and a potentially overbearing um, manager. Just and sure, you're right. Go from, ahead, Thomas. You got something to say. From my experience, as I said in the last episode, which you haven't heard yet, but that's okay. Uh, I uh, I have worked many many jobs mm -hmm. from uh, factory work. I have worked retail, factory, fast in food. Uh, fast food. And I have to say... And chopping wood. Yes, yes, and chopping wood. As you wood. love to tell people in high school about that you like chopping wood, yes. You'll never <laughs> let me down. I'm never going to let you let that down. <laughs> every, every, every time he got, he would talk about... What do you think? What would you say? Not sports, but no, chopping wood. Because chopping wood about. was my personality in high school. Yes. But nevertheless... How did we become friends? I do not know. How, uh, Nevertheless, yes, so I right. have worked places where I have been made up to eighteen dollars an hour, mm -hmm. and I have worked places at minimum wage. At minimum wage, and I have to say, factory work is a hell of a lot more dangerous. It's a hell of a lot more gruntish and brooding. But at the same time, I have to say, I have never hated a job more than I've hated working at KFC, because. 
in one of my experiences, I have... There is what they call 12, a 12 head of chicken, which is they cut the chicken into 12 pieces. Yeah. And that's two heads. Yes. Two heads basically means two chickens. Okay. So when I say we sold 12 heads of chicken in under 15 minutes. You mean 12 chickens. I mean 12 cuts of prime chicken. Yeah. Two drumsticks. Uh, two th- thighs. Eight thighs. Eight, right. Because of how they cut them. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, your whatnot else. The breasts and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it took me 15, it takes me 15 minutes in the cooker alone, not breading, nothing else, so if I just put them down to the cooker, in that time, to co- I to cook four heads, in other words, one third of what was there was gone, and that was the very beginning of the dinner rush, so as you can imagine, it was quite heavy. I have never worked a more stressful job in my life, but I can say, I think $14 is the right amount of Stuff for that, because well, you get yeah, days exactly. where it's like that, and you get days where you have almost no one. Well, it's not even that. It's that work is not just... The, how hard you work at something does not determine yes. the value of it, right? Yes. Like, I could make the world's worst-looking statue and mm-hmm. spend, like, my half my life doing it, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be a piece of garbage. Yep. And in the same vein, it's like, you know what? At the end of the day, yes, like... Working at a grocery store, flipping burgers at a fast food joint can be hard work. But here's the part that people often forget. Anyone can, can do it. it. It doesn't take it doesn't take specialization, right? Yep. And you know what? One thing that I believe, I, I think college should not be mandatory in the way that it is now. But one thing I understand is why that college jobs pay more because you typically get more qualified with college. Yep. I mean, the issue I have with college generally is that it's just a litmus test for how liberal you are. Well, to some companies. Some yeah. other companies, it's because the person who's running it went to college and they think, oh, I want people that are also college educated. And it's just a Yeah, massive... but we're getting into theoretical things it's here. That's getting, into, getting, getting massive... too... Well, yeah. The point is, there's a lot of reasons to not like and to like college. College yeah. and universities. It, it depends on the program. Yeah. However, one big thing I despise about college and universities is you have, what do you call them? Uh, Classes. Yes, but you have classes that are compulsory, that's the word I was thinking of, that you have to take that have nothing to do. If I want to go and build robots at one of our local universities, I have to take some gender studies courses, which makes no sense. I mean... Luckily, I, when I was in the physics program, there wasn't anything like that. You didn't. You, there was a. Lucky. You had to take a communications class. Yeah, but yeah. It was very much focused on how do we communicate scientific ideas in a way that is. All right, that makes sense at least. That we can actually because one of the major problems with science is that people who are good at science are not good at communicating. Typically. And those who are good at communicating don't go into science. Typically. And so that yeah, I, I'm speaking broad brushstrokes. Obviously, there are exceptions to every rule, but it was basically how do we get better at communicating science mm-hmm. which i think is a very ex- a very interesting question and it's a very valid course to take mm-hmm. but i do know what you're talking about like lots of science programs do have a requirement of um like certain level number mm-hmm. of arts courses arts courses and I, I saw this baffling article oh god it, basically it was someone saying we need to throw out the concept that math is entirely objective and okay I have let never me, wanted to pour lie on me, a living person more in my who, life. As someone who deeply values math, allow me to play devil's advocate. Because I feel like, you know, the most charitable reading of that that I can give is that math is about processes and solving problems. 
if your method is correct, but you don't get the right answer because you made a mistake, yes. In that sense, math is not just about getting the right answer. Yes. It's not just about being correct. It's about the process. But given the rest of the article, which I can't remember off the top of my head, so I'm not going to quote, but I'm sure you can find it if you search math, not objective article on Twitter. You'll find lots of people rallying against, railing against it. Or rallying to it. Well, unfortunately, yeah. But given that, I think that it's genuinely the person saying we need to stop thinking of anything as purely objective, which is entirely modernist. Yeah. Which is typical because, lo and behold, we live in a modern era. I actually think that's trending more towards postmodernism. Post probably, yeah. But it doesn't matter either way. <laughs> yeah. Math, the one thing that is designed to be objective and measurable mm -hmm. and provable and replicable is those things. You can't just say it's not. Yes. And it doesn't matter what excuses you make. Mm -hmm. They have to remain that way. Yeah. Well, that's just how math is constructed. You, if you wanted to make math unobjective, you have to literally tear down the foundations of math and start anew and create yep. something different. And, there's no, and then you also lose the point of what it is and what the tool is used well, for. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson puts it put it best, I think. Mathematics is the language of the universe. Yeah, that works. Think about it. Everything that we can think of that is, like, what what is this thing in our universe? How can we express this? Can be expressed in math. Fair enough. Right? There are lots of certain physical, like, physics phenomena that you cannot express, like, neatly with language without using an entire book to yes, explain yes. the phenomena. I know. But you could, like, for example, general relativity can basically be boiled down to Space-time fits the Einstein fields equations, mm -hmm. which are, like, ten short equations with, like, four variables on each side. It's a lot more complicated than that, I know. Physicists in the comments don't, don't yell at me. Well, I mean, like, E equals MC squared, that's the simplified version. Well, that is very simplified, yeah. It's actually... I'm not going to go over it. I don't want to... Something don't wanna to be do that with... Well, actually, it's <laughs> squared C to the fourth is equal to one-half PV squared times whatever. I don't even remember the special relativity formula right now off the top of my head. <laughs> anyway, excuse me, but you know, I, I hate to do this again, but we have marched really far off the beaten course. Yes, but that's par for the course at this point. I know, but I, I'd like to actually finish a thought for once. Yes, that might be a good idea. Go ahead. What, what thought would you like to finish? Well, most notably, uh, what role should Canada play on the global stage? Well, I already said, didn't I? No, you didn't. You I said, said we, we should take a much more adversarial role against China and then yeah, okay. Western of current so you culture. think we should defend more Western? All right, Absolutely. that's fair. I think Canada does not take a strong enough stance against its enemies. Yeah, that's fair. I think that is a fair. We criticism are far too that, agreeable. I think that is a fair criticism that can be applied to Harper as well. Well, Granted, Canada as a whole, we're pretty well, light-footed. Yeah, I'm just saying that because I don't want it to make it sound like I'm gonna completely disregard any yeah, yeah, yeah. conservatives did because I myself am conservative. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I I didn't like him at the time. But it's like that, you know, J.K. Simmons looking at the Spider-Man suit on the wall. And like, he was a hero. I just couldn't see it. Oh, yes. J. Jonah Jameson. But with, uh, what, with instead of, it's Stephen Harper's face. <laughs> just on a freaking, like the Danny DeVito shrine, much, except yeah. with freaking his or like face. Or John Tron opening the, or Phil Swift opening the, the gold thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I'll take your entire, entire stock. stock. Yeah. I mean... I think that Canada would be in much better sp spot if Harper was still Prime Minister. 
I mean, I know why he went because, you know, at some point, oh. simply saying we want things to stay the same isn't enough to continue to get elected forever because people will always have problems. Mm-hmm. Search up uh, explosions and fire and then look up the fulminating platinum mm-hmm. video he has and just watch about him talking about Edmund Davy. That's how I feel about Stephen Harper. Okay. <laughs> just it's like, well, at the time when, when Trudeau was elected, I was very much a Trudeau supporter. Oh, I mean, so like was I said, I. I was in grade nine at the time, so shocker, young kid who's 14 years old is a liberal. Who would have thought, right? As I always say, I was cautious, I was cautiously optimistic. See, I I think the one thing that undid Harper's campaign was the he's just not ready ad campaign. I think that that offers Trudeau too much of an out, and it doesn't actually attack. Yeah. It doesn't actually attack, attack his position. Yep. Well, it's like well, one I mean, day my dream will be to run, is to run for prime minister. Yeah, and, and I hope I, to run against you. Yes. Friendly rivalry. Friendly rivalry, but we don't talk about anything that happens in our personal lives, because if so, that would be like setting off two nukes. Yes, exactly. And neither one of us would get elected, because at least if one of us wins, we can uh, use nepotism to get a spot in the other person's uh, cabinet. Isn't exactly. that right, Thomas? Yeah, cronyism. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. What we'll do talk about corruption. We'll just use it to our <laughs> advantage, won't we? I mean, that is Machiavellian. <laughs> yep. You know, anyways. Or, sorry, so, Machiavelli. Machiavellian. No, it's a Machiavellian scheme, but yes. Machiavelli was the writer. Yes, you are right. Okay, I misunderstood what you were trying yeah. to say. Well, what I was saying, I was mostly talking about his princes. Oh, you were saying that's him, uh, yeah. Okay. His rule for princes is used, be corruptible and whatnot else. Yes. And that's because and it's he- good for you to have morals. That's good for you. But <clears throat> angels who don't will lose to devils that do. I mean, you can also do you it backwards. angels that do will lose to devils that don't have Well, it depends. Because if you're in space of power, if you build a bridge for your citizens, that's money that could have gone to ensuring that you stay in power. So you will lose to a devil that won't. But in my case, I'm talking about getting elected. Yes. And devils that, in devils that don't have morals and will gladly be corrupt and take on the money to make sure they can get themselves elected will win against those who do have morals and reject such. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if and when, if and when, ideally, I run for prime minister, I don't want to. I don't want any attack ad campaigns that aren't just me sitting down in front of a in front of a camera and explaining, this is what I believe, and this is in conflict with what the liberal who's in power believes, and this is why it's wrong. Good luck getting anyone. Good luck actually just getting a TV slot that exactly. long. Exactly. Well, no, there are plenty of arguments that you can debunk in like thirty seconds. The wage gap, for example. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, the wage gap is not... What, what's that? Shuan hat has that button. Yep. That she has in her videos, yeah, you know? Yeah. The wage gap, and then she <laughs> slaps it whenever someone mentions this non-existent wage gap. Oh, God. Our old classmate's gonna hate us. That is if they find us. Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking of one in particular. And this one in particular, she definitely has the means to find us, and you know that. Because she's not unintelligent. Of course she's not. She was brilliant. She was very smart. I downright Except say... Except for when it came to politics. I downright say, if in another world, if I wasn't the ass that I am, mm-hmm. I probably would have loved her and tried to get on after her. She would have killed me, probably ripped my entrails out, but I would have tried. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think... The thing I liked least, the thing I disliked most about this person, 
Uh, should, should we tell a story, first of all? No, we let's, shouldn't. Let's save that for another time. Let's not even save that for another time. Let's just can oh, this. Come on. Keep our anonymity. Anonymity. You said it wrong. I know I did. <laughs> okay, okay, who are you? Nemo? I see anemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonemonem
shows real confidence in your uh, in your position when you aren't going to debate it with someone. Oh, yeah. To which, the best part. Okay. So, so I turn around. My parents are separated. I turn around. I literally turn around and say, Thomas, your parents are separated, are they not? Yes. And am I right? It's pretty spot on. Yeah, exactly. Which is what you said. You said yes. And very, you very much looked her in the eye and said yes. And you, we started pissing her off to the point where our teacher had to step in after a couple of days of this and say, okay, no more. So after she said no more, I wish I could say that was the end. But of course, because I knew her for other reasons, things continued onwards. Yes. There are and so many stories. It ended with her it. getting a concussion. Not because I hit her, but because she fell down. I wish I was kidding. I, Thomas is not kidding. I, yeah. This, this, this... I mean, this girl and I were, like... We were friendly, mostly, afterwards. For the most part. I think as she got older, and I got older and more mature, we both sort of just learned to, you know, coexist and not dislike each other. That's fair. Like, we certainly weren't friends by the standard definition. Oh, yeah. But, like, we were able to interact and, you know, every once in a while I'd be like, hello, and not not, not be at each other's throats. Yeah, and then I and then, and then I had to... That reminds me, I was in a grade 10 class uh, for English. I was in, like, a special program. Oh? Uh, it, it was called... Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it was like a... It was basically a technology-focused version of grade 10 English. Yep. And we did a program called Civic Mirror. Mm-hmm. And my, my hidden agenda was a conservative, interestingly enough. Fun. Which I think started me on the road of realizing, you know, conservatives aren't all that bad the way that I thought they were at the time. Because basically, parents are both edu- in education. They're both very liberal. Teachers, obviously very liberal. So, of course, I sort of internalized that and became liberal as well, because that's just what I knew. Um, so, I won election the first time. Mock election, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> at the second time I lost to a group of guys who were all the sports guys. Of course. And they, oh god, that was so funny. They passed a law that said, um, oh, it was like, women owe 50% more taxes, and men owe no taxes. <laughs> and it's like, all property that was previously owned by women must also be owned by a man. And it was, oh god. They did it just to piss off the girls. But, oh man, was it funny to be in the room when they started talking about that shit. Oh. (laughs) Objective. Survive. The best part? That girl, Jessica, was in the class. Oh. She was having, like, she and this other girl talked to the teacher afterwards and said, this is discrimination. We are being discriminated against by having our virtual dollars taken away for that don't actually matter. Oh, but you elected them. Exactly. It's like they got these people got elected. I mean, wait a minute. So you're telling me that a straight up democratic process can sometimes lead to bad things? What? No way. That's a topic for another day. The concept of democracy and I think why people misconstrue that democracy is always 100 percent of the time good. Well, the thing about democracy is that it has uh, the fault with any uh, system of governance is that. Every human has their faults. They are greedy, corruptible, downright insidious at times. But the thing about a democracy is, it changes the way those people can interact. Well, the problem, I think the problem with democracy is that it doesn't protect the minority from the majority. Like, let's say you yeah, have a fair. straight up one-to-one vote demo- for democracy. Yep. Right? And let's say 
one party runs on the platform of, hey, if you elect us, we'll kill these 49% of people that don't vote for us. Yep. And if they win by 51% of the vote, and they kill those other 49% of people, that's not exactly good. Just no, because no. it was democratic doesn't make it good, you know? Yeah. But I think we can get into... That's another discussion for another day, I think, is the topic of democracy. Because I think... How long have we been going on, Thomas? One hour, seven minutes, and like 56 seconds, right. 54, 55. I think that's a good spot to end, considering we've bounced, I think, from every topic to every other topic for now, and somehow still have a whole crap ton left to cover at some point. Alright, so we'll call it uh, here. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Insanity. Yes, we really appreciate you listening to the musings of two madmen. <laughs> uh, we hope to see you guys again. Like I said, we'll be returning to more regular uploading schedules permitting and we'll if you would please leave a like and a rating for us we'd really appreciate it once again thank you for listening to the observation deck we hope to see you in the next one